Well, hello there. Good to see you've come back for another week of Inspired Incompetence. Nick here, and just want to go over quick housekeeping stuff with you guys before we get into this week's episode. First off, let me just say, wow, you guys blew right past that Patreon goal of ours. So, as some of you have seen, and if any of you listening to this right now are not a part of our Patreon, you should definitely run over there real quick. We have introduced the new tiers with new rewards and givebacks for you guys. They're pretty nifty. Uh, you can find the full list at Patreon of each tier and what comes with it. Highly, highly recommend you go check that out. Now, we will be announcing a new Patreon goal pretty soon. We're still working on some details about that. so. Just keep an ear out in the near future for a new goal that we will be shooting for. I also wanted to do a quick reminder that, as always, the Call to Arms is still running. All you have to do, if you're not familiar with our Call to Arms, is go over to our Facebook page, hit that like button. You automatically get put into a raffle at 50750. We will pull one name from all of the people that have liked our page and the winner will get one of those amazing mini spell books from elderwood academy guys you you've heard about them before they're beautiful they're basically one of those things when you go to a table and you whip that bad boy out everybody's gonna stop and be like dude where did you get that how do i get one and we're willing to give it to you for free all you gotta do is hit a like button i mean how how lazy can you be? Just go hit the like button already. You know, Gra- grab your, your sister's phone, smash it on her Facebook page. You know, uh, grab your significant other, your kids. Hell, I don't even care. Make fake Facebook pages. Just hit those like buttons until we get to the 500 and the 750 mark. One last thing I want to go over real quick. Um, for anybody that listened to our Skull and Shackles campaign, you know that as we neared the end of a book, we just kind of completed book one. We went right into book two and book three and or book two into book three and so on and so on. Well, for Tyrant's Grass, we're actually going to do like a little bit of a recap episode at the end of each book. And this is an opportunity for you as the fans, if you want to email us any questions, you know, it could be specific to Tyrant's Graphs, our, our characters, uh, questions for Alex with DMing decisions. It even could just be an opportunity if you wanted to ask questions not related to the campaign about us, uh, about the podcast itself. Pretty much anything's fair game. We plan on doing a recap episode at the end of each book. Uh, we will, any questions that are particularly good, or if, you know, we get enough of them, we'll read uh, your questions live, answer them. And I know I certainly have a few questions for Alex and just some things that I was wondering, hey, did he, you know, put his little GM flair on this or did he tweak that? Did he add this that wasn't supposed to be there? Just things like that. So it's going to be a good time. Do a little pull back the curtain type deal for you guys. So, yeah. Um, if anybody wants to ask a question, you can email us at our email, which is inspiredincompetence at gmail.com, or you can certainly reach out on our Discord to us. You could DM any one of us if you feel comfortable with doing that. 
you know, go to our Facebook page, leave a post on our Facebook page about your questions and stuff. So, yeah, good opportunity for you guys. Anything that's been rattling in the brain there, good chance to get it out and get some answers to it. All right, that's enough of me blathering on. Please enjoy episode 19. Welcome back to the Inspired Incompetence Podcast. One fist away from a puppet show. How's everybody doing? Not sure how to answer that question. Yeah, I literally <laughs> am going one fist away from a puppet show. So basically, we're just a, a inanimate limp sock. Now, only one of I, us is, though. What you said implies there's other there's people with us right now with fists in ourselves. No, all you need for a puppet show is one puppet. So we are the equivalent it, of... That sounds just, like the worst puppet show ever. It's still a puppet show. So, yeah, to clarify, we are the equivalent of a, a limp sock lying there on the table. All right, so let's see. We are in Salakara's Scriptorium, and you guys just had a run-in with a scary-looking anthropomorphic flayed spider creature who whispered across the room saying he's watching you. Those are four words that do not belong together anthropomorphic flayed spider creature four words that should not be combined (laughs) in any form yeah well we're breaking new bounds here on the podcast you heard it here first uh so yeah he dissolved into a bunch of tiny spiders uh which then seeped through the uh, bottom of the door on the far side of the room and then the room that you're in has all these like writing desks and after he did that all the writing, uh, a bunch of spiders just spouted from within the writing desks. And they have formed up into uh, Spider Voltron and are currently, uh, they look like they want to, uh, they want to bite you. Want to bite who? Eh, I mean, you know, whoever. They're not picky. So, yeah, let's, uh, let's roll initiative. All right, Rogar. Uh, 19. Uhtred got a three. Thank you. Nine for Vipira. Okay. It's Elias. 19. All right. Uh, so pretty good initiatives all around, uh, including this spider swarm who is going first. Well, shit. I appreciate you saying that, but that's a bold-faced lie. I got a three. That's not good. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That's why I said pretty good. So I mean, the fact that the spiders are going first means it doesn't really matter how well we rolled. Yeah, pretty much. They're just going to engulf uh, Thalias and uh, Vipira there. I'm so uncomfortable with that. This is going to be all con damage, too. What? No. So Vipira takes eight points of damage. And Thalias takes eight points of damage. Oh, no. As this just carpet of spiders just climbs over itself and like it's on your feet and your legs and they're just biting the shit you like you, you like slap your legs to like kill some of the spiders and they get on your hands and they crawl up your arms and you're just instantly covered in these spiders i need a fortitude save from both of you oh 18 that's what i needed baby nice. you know what i'm gonna use a hero point on this okay Ooh. good job tom <laughs> oh 28 nice uh you uh you both uh, make the save. All right. Uh, so up next is Rogyar. Okay. Uh, Rogyar is going to uh, take a nice big jump over 
his friends and the spiders and get as far across the room as he can away from these things. Okay. That is a 24, which doubles to a 48. All right, yeah. <laughs> with, a, with a long jump, I think that's one foot per one. Like, each each point in the acrobatics check is one foot. So I think you so, can yeah. Be, yeah, so you could be anywhere uh, up to 45 feet away. Jeez. Yeah. So Rogar literally jumps the length of the room to get into that corner. All right. Um, and then he is going to shoot a blast at the swarm. Okay. Good, good. That is an 18 to hit. 18 hits. All right. And that is 14 blasty damage. Okay. Times 50%. That makes it 21. All right. Okay. And you just see like, like shrapnel just dead spiders just <laughs> just getting punched out of the swarm from that wind blast but the swarm is still going Thalias right and it's on top of me question yeah, mark so, uh, so as a swarm uh, it's basically immune to weapon damage yeah yeah uh, so if you had like a torch then you could like swing it at it and like deal one point of damage to it or you can like if you got nothing which i think you do uh, <laughs> well uh, as a reference you do have those uh those alkali flasks they're kind of designed for taking out oozes but they will also work against a swarm that's now, true is that like a reaching thing well, are they like still packed in the box that they came in, or did you kind of guys kind of like distribute them? I think you said you did. No, we left them in the box. Okay, so it'll be a move action to get the box out of the backpack, and then it'll be another move equivalent action to get a flask out of the box, and then a standard so action to throw the flask. Two turns to throw the flask. Yes. Yeah, I'm not gonna fuck with that. I'm gonna. Lay on hands as a swift action on myself, and um, I'm going to bless up. Oh, no, because bless is only for... Wait, does Rogar benefit from bless with his ranged attacks? Yes. Because I'm trying to increase the chance that we hit this thing and just get this combat over with quickly. Right. But if it doesn't, you know, if it's just meleeing people, then that seems stupid. Well, that was my first idea. I'm going to do it. Lay on hands on myself, and right. I'm going to bless up with our friend the bead. That's a 3B to heal me. Okay. That's a standard action. You activate the bead of blessing, and you still have a move action. Ooh, a move action, huh? These things can't be flanked or anything cool, right? I mean... No, no. but you can get the fuck out. Yeah, I mean, I like getting out, so can I make it over here? I can move yeah. all my 20 feet? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's, that's sick. So I, I heal myself, I pray, and I just start running in that order. All right, uh, up next is Vipira. Vipira really doesn't like this. Yeah, Pat. But also, <laughs> she doesn't want the one line of attack to be the thing that they're targeting. So I think I'm going to do the stupid thing and I'm going to stay in there and just kind of keep on swatting to like try to distract them. Okay. Uh, I I know we got a healer at the very least. (laughs) Oh God, this is stupid, but I think this might be the play to make sure that things keep on running through. 
All right. Uh, and last up is Uhtred. Get in there and help Vipira distract the swarm. All right. Then I'm just going to move here. Okay. And I'm going to shoot. I can hit it with an acid splash, right? Correct. Okay. That's a 15 to hit. Are you adding plus one for bless? It doesn't. It actually didn't factor in because I rolled a d20. So it was, a, it was actually uh, a 16. Uh, 16 will not hit. No, Shaylin, why? Wow. Yeah. All right, it is the spider's turn, and uh, they're not going to turn down a free meal. Uh, so they're just going to keep chomping on Vipira. It's a little better. Vipira, you take three points of damage. Okay. All right. And give me a fortitude save. 21 with a, for the fortitude. Hey, okay, Vipira makes another save, successful save. And, and uh, I, I look back at Rogyar. Please make this worth it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm working on it, lass. And it's Rogyar's turn, right? Yes, Rogyar's turn. Rogyar is again going to make a jump. And I rolled a 26 in my acrobatics, so I got more than enough distance to then jump north into the corner as far away from this thing as I could possibly be. But that does put me out of my base range of 30 feet for my blast, so I am going to have to spend a burn to use my extended range infusion. All right. Uh, that's only a 13 to hit. 13's going to mess. Elias. Don't look at me. I didn't do it. Well, it's your <laughs> turn. Right. I was kind of hoping this combat would be over by the time I got back to old Elias. Yeah. But I see that it's not. I'm not really built for these swarms, but now, being out of the swarm, I think I'll reach in the old backpack for some, uh, whatever the fuck it was. The yeah, flask. Yeah, flasks. Yeah. All right. Well, you can uh, get one out as a full round action. Full round action, baby. Let's do it. Okay. Flies and, has uh, a flask in hand at the end of his turn. While I'm doing that, Vipira looks like she's mostly alive, or... How's my pure uh, look I mean, physically? Besides being covered in, in <laughs> yeah, <storm>. right now she's <laughs> uh, she's probably got a lot of adrenaline coursing through her veins, but uh, yeah, she's still conscious, uh, still fighting. Yeah, I mean, okay. sh- two more hits, maybe. She's thrashing about wildly. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, so it's Vipira's turn. So seeing. Rogyar fail. <laughs> uh, she notices that uh, Thelias, uh pulls out the um, uh, those flasks, and she runs over, picks one up, and she can. She's going to toss it. I think grabbing an item from someone else is a free action. Sure. My parent can do that. <laughs> so <laughs> I just imagine, like, Thelias goes, I got it! And then immediately Vipira is just like, and then she like pretty much just grabs it out of his hand and then just chucks it at them. I okay. take the box out. I pick one up. I got it in my hand. I'm ready to throw it. <laughs> Here comes Vipira. <laughs> takes it out of my hand and throws it. Oh yeah. If only I had the action economy, I would do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, give me a ranged touch attack. Uh, does a 17 hit? Doesn't. Oh. Okay, so their AC is an 18, because that's how I hit them the first time. That's rough. Now it's Uhtred's turn. All right, I'll shoot another acid splash at it. Okay. Now, I have a question really quick before Uhtred does that. Even though Vipira missed, it was a splash weapon. 
doesn't it land like next to the target and still do minimum damage? You are correct. Yes. So it did take one point of acid damage. It's something. Yeah. Honest. Yep. Uh, all right, Uhtred, what do you got? Uh, uh, twenty-one to hit. Twenty-one will hit. So it takes one more point of acid damage. All right, so it's the uh, it's the spider's turn, and uh, they see Vipira and Thalias doubling up again. Uh, and friggin' Vipira. <laughs> <laughs> so Vipira, go ahead and take ten points of damage. Oh, oh no, Vipira is down. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh my That's god! That's ridiculous. What, what are they hitting her with? Just spider? Just yeah. swarming? Elias takes seven points of damage. Oh my god! And uh, I need a fortitude save from both of you. Ugh, this is messy. Wow, Vipira <laughs> is on with the fort saves. That's she ridiculous. Really god. All right, so uh, give them to me. Uh, Twenty-two. Yeah, I got a fourteen, but I probably um, get some of her. 22. Oh, wait, some, of that, does... some of that overflow. Uh, fortunately, 14 is still high enough to fight off the poison. Oh, thank Jesus. Yeah. And up next is Rogyar. Okay. Uh, let's see. Rogyar is... Oh, since it was kind enough to move forward, he's back in range for his point-blank shot. And Rogyar is going to keep blasting at this thing, See, especially seeing Vipira go down. Like, oh, shit. Uh-huh. That's an 18 to hit. That hits. All right. And that is, again, 14 damage uh, added up to a total of 21. And the swarm is destroyed. Oh, yes. my God. Yes. Wow. All right. What do you guys do? Elias, get out that bead. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> That's right. Um, I remember now. <laughs> I take out the big bead and rub it for good luck. Ooh, oh, I just guessed on the uh, modifier is it plus five yeah yeah i think you exactly hit it because she was that so negative one yeah you <laughs> you hit my max nice All right. and so just to role play this i i take the bead and i rub it against itself and i say clear and then i <laughs> zap a vipira back to life and vipira just like shoots up <laughs> <sighs> There's so many spiders. I look at Uh, my hand like, what is this? Wait, did I do a really good job just now? Yeah, Vipira is like super impressed by like Thalias. Like she's she's definitely got an eye on you. Like not like in a bad way, just more along the lines of like, dude, this this dude is like the one to be next to. Like, (laughs) oh, you guys. (sighs) Thank you, Thalias. That was uh. That was cutting it really close for me. Uh, I really appreciate it. Well, great job in there. I mean, what are we going to do against a swarm? But you had quick instincts, and uh, you're fast on your feet. I like that. And then I pan my gaze over to uh, the corner with Rogyar, who just absolutely destroyed the thing. And uh, I give him a big thumbs up, like, and you, Rogyar, my goodness. Rogar's kind of like slumped back against the wall, like, oh, okay. All right, she's okay. We're okay. Okay. Uh. <laughs> also, you ping ponged across that whole. You did that twice, right? Like from one side to the yeah. other, and then. Yeah. <laughs> that was sweet. Not the most powerful one, huh, Rogar? Oh. 
Oh, that one wasn't fair. It was a swarm. I'm the only one that can do anything. I put the flasks back in the in the bag, not having to have even thrown mine. I'm like holding it, like oh yeah. Put <laughs> hey Vipira, you should write that one in stone, not sand. All right, what do you guys do now? There is a there's an exit in the north, and there's an exit in the west of the room. You My see, gut like, tells me go north. I get the sense that there's going to be a lot of connecting doors and connecting rooms. And that was very clearly not the last time we saw that spider person. I know. He said he was watching us. How creepy. You like that, Spider-Man? Made us hurt your children. Are there any wands of healing lying around? <laughs> um, because I'm going to take ours out and use one of the last charges. Like, each charge is, it feels worse than the last to, to use up. Right. Uh, well, I mean, anyone who wants to, like, look around this room and, like, actually look for stuff, give me a perception check. Oh, God. Natural one. <laughs> Joe, you should use your lay of hands until you don't have any and then use the wand. But I'm missing so many HP. Okay, but if you need, if you need, like, I'm not questioning the justification of you needing heals, but the wand that has a finite amount should always be the last resource, especially when it does the same, basically the same healing as the lay of hands. There is a, there is a counter argument though, where, so Thalias is like the frontline fighter and he can use lay on hands as a swift action on uh, himself. That's true so, too. So I, and that does not necessarily mean that he should save lay on hands either. It's just, that is definitely I'm something to, to take into to, yeah. consideration. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to do a balancing act you know, lay on, like, don't use all my lay on hands or all of the charges, right? Like, try and figure out if I'm missing a bunch of HP. Like, I don't yeah. think I can even fully heal myself if I max roll. How much so, HP are you missing? 12? Dude, I got fucking wrecked yeah. that fight. Yeah, he got a And lot I of healed myself. Alright. Yeah, maybe do one and one. I mean, you could max roll on the two lay of hands. I'll ri cool. Yeah, I'll roll the lay on hands first. If it's a max roll, then maybe that's... Uh, ah, now that's using we, our, your noggin. Yeah, we got a game theory this, because uh, I am worried about running out of heals. I'm very worried that we're in the first room and we have basically <laughs> half our heals gone. Three. Ah. That's the worst <laughs> outcome. <laughs> that's the worst. <laughs> All right. So you have nine I'll lay on hands again. We'll save this, and hopefully, I won't feel stupid later for not healing more. Five. Boom. All right. All right. I'm not fully bad. healed, but I'm feeling pretty good. So, how many lay on hands do you still have left? Two. And I'm gonna Two. mark that and right now. Four charges on the wand. And we used our four. Big bead. And we used the bead. Oh my god. Yeah. Let's see what we find in this room first, and then. All right, so everybody give me their perceptions. I already got, uh, Thalias got a natural one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, got a natural one for an eight. Rogier got a okay. 13. <laughs> and Uhtred came in big swigging with a 12. You guys, so you guys don't really see anything in this room, but Uhtred and Rogier are the only two to think to, like, look inside any of the desks. And the, the desk lid's kind of, like, like on a hinge it just like swings up on one side and when you guys lift the lid of any of these desks like just from looking at it from the outside uh, you know that each desk is only a few inches deep but when you lift up the lid 
the bottom of the interior of the desk appears to be gone, instead extending into indefinite darkness. You just have this paralyzing sense of vertigo. Uh, I'd like each of you to give me a knowledge planes check, and you can make these checks, like as a reminder, you can make these checks even if you're not trained in them. Say, Arogir got a 12. Uchir got a 27. Okay, so you have this moment of paralyzing vertigo, but then you're, like, the logic in your brain kicks in, and you know that this desk can't just extend downwards into infinity. This is, you know, in my head. And you, you kind of have that thought, and the the black void inside the desk uh, retracts, and the dimensions inside the desk suddenly make sense again. And they're only a few inches deep. And you each gain one clarity point. Ooh. I got it with a 12. Go me. Yes, you did. Go you. Um, real quick, just uh, give us a reminder. What do the clarity points do? Each clarity point uh, gives you a plus one bonus on perception checks and on will saving throws against illusions within the scriptorium. Okay. So what do you guys do now? Yeah, Thelias is... Uh... You know, after he heals up with the bead, he's about to cast a heal on himself with the wand, and he's shaking it. And it sounds like it sounds empty. You know, when you shake a lighter, there's like little sparks like, coming out the top. Yeah, it's like, is this thing? Is there any gas in this freaking thing? Or like a light bulb? It's like shake yeah. it to your ear. And uh, then I cast lay on hands on myself, get myself back up, and I kind of look at the group like, you know. Uh, we're running a little low on the life juice. And I tap the wand in my hand. Is there any way we can find more? And after after rolling a one, you can tell I've done absolutely no searching in this room. I don't think we're going to find anything in here. But that first room, the rat thing that went invisible, had a bunch of magic ore coming out of it. I'm, I'm not sure if any was of the life juice variety, but... There's magic in that room. It might be worth doubling back and actually having a look in there. As he's uh, as he's saying this, I walk over to this doorway, and is it a closed door? Yes. Of course it is. I, I just sort of, like, put my ear up to it and what see, are you like... With Elias? I don't want to open that door. I know that. <laughs> I absolutely want to keep that door shut, but before we backtrack, I just sort of want to see if I can suss out what's in the next room. Maybe it's someone you know, saying prayers and doing healing stuff. (laughs) (laughs) If only I had someone to heal right now. I mean the odds are so low, but like (laughs) wouldn't we feel stupid if we backtracked to the danger room and there was a healing room right in front of us. Alright, give me a perception check, please. Thelias. Okay. And I forgot about that plus one. I'm taking my plus one now. Because I'm yeah. also claritied. 18. So, Thelias, you press your ear against that door, and uh, you hear uh, a series of clicks and scribbles. The clicks are like... They're they're quick and and quiet, almost like a ratchet. And then it's like just like a constant... Like, like, like I don't pen, love that. Pen scribbling. I have the uh, the rest of the team, you know, I, I sort of wave them over and say, hey, before we go anywhere, what is this? Well, do you hear something? Because that hear- is a door. 
clicking and scribbling. Do we all hear it, or like, do we need to make an actual perception check? Yeah, you can press your ear against the door, and you can hear it. It sounds like somebody's writing. You think it's the staff? Oh, I don't know what I think. I wonder if her staff is loyal to their newly appointed boss. I think that would depend on how well she treated them. And, you know, based on how she treated us, I wouldn't bet on it. (laughs) She was kind of helpful to us. Just straight to the point. No dilly-dally. Well, looks like we have three doors to choose from now. Let's just go back to the room with that rat thing, and let's let's see if we can uh, get him. All right. That sounds like a good plan to me. I'm going to rack my brain a little bit more as to what could be behind this, you know, try and prepare. Because we already know what's behind that door with the rat man. So we're already prepared for that. If we could just keep being prepared for each of these rooms, I think that would be good. Are we really prepared for that? I mean, we know what's in there. I'm not sure we're prepared for it. Yeah. I think it just means, like, emotionally. <laughs> yeah. Emotionally. <laughs> not mechanically. Oh, not that's cute. Just... Elias still has emotions left. <laughs> I feel like Elias is, like, right now the most pure out of all of us. Well, maybe Rogue. He's trying. He's He's on a new path, but he's really getting tested with this whole fucking place. Uh, Vipir starts walking back to the first room. Uchid will follow behind her. Elias tiptoes uh, with them as well. And Rogyard takes up the, the rear. Uh, before Vipira opens, though, she would like to uh, do a perception check with her ear, similar to what Elias um, was doing uh, in the other That's room. That's the new hot strat. Yeah, that that's what we do now. We put our ear right. up. We try and new perceive meta. what's Perception in there. Perception checks. Then... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, they've cracked the code to Backfinder. Hey, hey, I've been, I've been saying that for ages now. Jesus. Uh, right, Sixteen. Pira, give it to me. Sixteen. Okay. You press your ear up to the door, and uh, you don't really hear anything for a couple seconds, and then like. Just very quietly, you hear this like soft, low voice. Like it sounds like they're trying to be quiet. Boot, 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 boot. Whoever's speaking sounds kind of frustrated. What language is that? Give me a linguistics check. Well, I mean, if he's speaking in a language that I know, I would know, right? Are you saying it's not one that I know? What languages do you know? Common Celestial Sign Language Dwarven Orc and Abyssal. Yeah, he's yeah, speaking sign li- language. <laughs> yeah, give me a linguistics <laughs> check, you dumb, dumb motherfucker. Only knowing six languages. Eighteen. Uh, Uhtred, though you uh, you don't understand the language, you do recognize it as Aklo. Delias, does your uh, evil detector on your face there is it sensing anything? Yeah, I start to s- sniff around again Vipira like so like after like six seconds of like uh or however long it takes for me to like understand that I'm not understanding uh and seeing everybody else kind of like scratch their heads at it Vipira is like uh Vipira just kicks open the door runs towards where the voice was coming from and just uh, 
she doesn't know at all where this uh where this creature is but she's just running towards where she thinks that she heard the voice coming from uh yeah so you kick the door open and you don't see anything it, the room looks empty. I mean, you, you see like the glass, the glass cases and everything, but the room looks empty. Where do you run to? I run to uh, the desk and I just huck whatever scrolls are on there uh, towards the doorway. <laughs> and it's hope not like that a I... treasure trove of scrolls. Yeah, and I well, think they're in a case. Like, you can't just scoop them up. I mean, you could throw the whole case, maybe. Yeah, that's it? kind of what I'm looking to do. Like, It's like a bunch I of display cases. The I only think. thing is, I don't think Viper would know. I guess she doesn't know Which if they're ones, in that yeah. case. Like, So let me describe the room again. Several glass cases stand around this room or are mounted on the walls, each bearing several ancient sheets of parchment or a yellowing book. Each case is lit with only a small, dim candle that casts flickering shadows around the room. The room's only door stands in the east wall. There's not, like, a bunch of papers sitting on that desk. There's actually nothing sitting on that oh, desk. Oh, okay. Um, I thought Anything it was a little of, bit more scattered. This room looks like a like a display room, like a, almost like a museum exhibit. Anything of value in here is behind or underneath glass. So Vipera runs into the room and stops in front of this table. And you you see and hear no one. I claw claw at where, uh, right on top of the table. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and while she's being You're an just, absolute maniac. <laughs> just room. slashing midair, Tom. <laughs> yup. I mean, if that's where I heard the voice coming from, like. I never claw, told claw. you where you heard the voice coming from. You were behind a fucking door. Yeah, yeah, but you the can vo- tell where a person's no. standing. Tom, behind go stand a door. behind a door and tell well, me I, where in the room I'm standing. If I, I talk, will absolutely do that. If you could do that with any modicum of precision, a 16 perception ain't gonna get you there. I'll just leave it at that. Okay, she's still gonna swipe, swipe. Okay, and while uh, she's being for maniac, funsies, for funsies, is Tom, coming in for support. <laughs> Great. So for funsies, Tom, I want you to tell me which square you're targeting because this desk is occupying two squares on the map. The one on the left-hand side. So oh, great. Go ahead and make an attack roll. I will. Uh, 20 to hit. Okay. You don't seem to make contact with anything. Uh, in that case, uh, Vipira like, turns around and is just like, what are you waiting for? Grab whatever's magical. What is everybody else doing? We're getting for the other tanky person to get in there. <laughs> I'm just kind of watching Vipira. Like, did did those spiders like do something to her head? <laughs> <laughs> when uh, Vipira busted into the room and then started clawing air, Thalias was like, "Oh my god, she sees something!" <laughs> but then, upon closer inspections, sees nothing and is is also worrying about her mental health (laughs) (laughs) now uh the magical orders that utrud detected where where are they actually coming from it's going to take you three rounds to pinpoint the locations of all the magical auras in this room with detect magic i'll do it so utrud begins detecting magic is anybody else doing anything viper are you still acting like a freaking maniac or absolutely 
I'm okay. calling as much attention to myself as possible. So okay. just normal normal day for Vipera. Exactly. Okay. So I, what are you doing? Uh, she starts throwing get glass cases onto the ground. Uh, she's like, she's looting everywhere. Let me stop and, you right there. Okay. So Vipera breaks a glass case, and the entire room goes dark. Thalias and Vipira can't see anything. Uhtred and Rogyar, from your perspective, like, you're looking into this room and it is just blackness. Like, my dancing lights don't do anything to help with it? Correct. Okay. And, uh, you all, you all hear a voice. Low, low voice. And it just, like, it travels from the west end of the room out to the east end of the room like it's a person running and you just hear no ah! and this voice just it travels past Vipera past Thalias past Uhtred and out the front door uh. <laughs> and I would like all of you to give me spellcraft checks uh, Rogier got a 9 yeah 7 from Thalias Uhtred got a 20 uh, four. Okay. Uh, so Uhtred, you recognize this darkness as being uh, false, and slowly your eyes adjust, uh, almost like coming into, like coming inside after being out in the sun for a long time. And slowly your eyes adjust, and you can like you're like blinking more details back into this room. You just see Vipera and uh, Thalias like just standing there, like probably. Like with their hands out because they're like in pitch blackness to to their perspective. Right. And you gain one point of clarity. Oh man! Wait, <laughs> they stack. So yeah. do my buffs double? Like yes. go up by? Oh. For each point, for each clarity point, you gain plus one on perception checks and on saving throws against illusions. <sighs> I actually have to now. write this down now. Hold on. Okay. Uh, what's it? What's everybody else doing? Uh, reacting to this sudden blackness and. Uh, subsequent uh, scream. Shovel in hands, ready to fight whoever's gonna step to me in the dark. Also, not happy. Yeah, Rogier has his hands up, but like more in, in preparation for something else coming out of the room that he might be able to actually attack, because he's not gonna start firing blindly in there with Thalias and Vipera, possibly in the line of fire. Appreciate that. How long do you guys just kind of like wait? for something to happen, I guess. If I hear I another <laughs> How long does Uhtred or... let us stand there doing nothing before he says something? <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to say something, and then everyone just kept going. I was like, hold on, i got to write down clarity points. Hey, go ahead. Um, Don't worry, Thalias. Vipira, it's, it's not real. It's just an illusion. It's not dark in the room at all. Tell him everything's all right and go into the room. I'm, he's still detecting magic, so I guess I need another two rounds to know exactly where these orders are coming from yeah okay so you uh you're able to detect magic uh uninterrupted uh and you find three magical auras and anybody else who uh wants to look around after about a minute the darkness goes away anybody else wants to look around can do so I'm going to look around very carefully and not smash things into darkness, if possible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. And uh, so lying on the floor uh, after Vipira 
smashed its case. There's some uh, very old and fragile looking sheets of paper. They are not uh, picking up as magical. And uh, then the three magical auras that Uhtred is picking up are coming from uh, various cases around the room. Can I go over to each case and if I lift on it, does it just open up freely? Like usually before you break stuff, you check to see if it's locked first. Most of the cases around the room open pretty easily, uh, but you do find one case locked, and it is uh, this case that you saw that rattling standing on top of before. It has a lock on it. And it's a glass case? Yes. Oh, no. However, will I open this glass case and I look down at my locked gauntlet and crush Nutcracker, that bad boy, open. Okay. I mean, this isn't one of the cases that is detecting his magic, but... Oh. Oh, 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 oh okay. it, But it is locked. No, 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 no. Not just teaching it a lesson for being locked. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, that, that's a mistake on my part. I would not bother with that case if it... I want to take care of the magical cases first before I sure. worry about anything else. All right, uh, Uhtred, give me three spellcraft checks. First one's a 30 on a natural 20, and then an 18 and a 19. You recognize the first scroll as a scroll of magic missile, but it has a caster level of third. So upon activating the scroll, the spell would deal uh, 2d4 plus 2 instead of 1d4 plus 1. Uh, you fail to identify the second scroll, but you identify the third scroll as a scroll of lesser confusion. Lesser Confusion is a bard and psychic spell, and Magic Missile is a Blood Rager, Magus, Psychic, and Sorcerer Wizard spell, which means Uhtred can use the scroll for free. Uh, yeah, but I'd much rather copy it into my spellbook. All right. Anybody else who wants to can give me, uh, if you're looking around at the other stuff in this room, perception check... Uh, isn't really you know like you're not really finding anything hidden like every everything that's in this room is on display but anybody who wants to can give me you're looking into this case that the rattling was on can give me a linguistics or knowledge planes check and uh, then as for the like the loose sheets of paper that are on the floor from Vipera's case smashing uh, you can give me a knowledge planes I uh, got yeah, nothing 20 on the linguistics. So for the first one that only needed a planes, I got a 28. And then linguistics check for a uh, a 13. I'll say you, you had the option to do a knowledge planes for both if that is your better skill. Ooh, that is my better skill. That would be a 25. So I did a 28 and a 25. <laughs> I mean, you rolled a 7 for the linguistics, so I feel like you should just take whatever bonus you have for knowledge planes and apply it to a roll of 7. All right, that's a 16. Okay. Um, uh, so, Vipira, you would recognize in this uh, in the locked glass case, it uh, looks like an infernal contract. Oh? Yeah, uh, so you see that it's an infernal contract written uh, by some devil. And it's in excruciatingly small print. Just kind of looking it over, uh, the contract is now defunct, but its wordsmithing is just, it's excellent. And uh, any uh, collector might pay uh, upwards to 450 gold for it. As for the sheets of paper, 
when Uhtred is looking at those. Uh, so you recognize uh, these sheets of paper as being copied out of the book Concordance of Rivals. And uh, you recognize that. Like you've, you've, you've probably never had the opportunity to read it, or any of it, because uh, it is actually one of three legendary books compiled by uh, an angel uh, that purportedly contains all knowledge in existence. Uh, what? Yo, let me take a look at that. Now, again, these are just a few pages that are copied out of this book. And you know that the Concordance of Rivals with its brothers, the Book of the Damned and the Chronicle of the Righteous, uh, those three books, according to uh, the stories, contain all knowledge in existence. And there's actually a, a quite a sad story with it that the, the angel that set out to write these books named Tabris particularly when he uh, when he finished writing the Book of the Damned, which, of course, uh, contained all of knowledge from, like, the lower planes of existence, Hell, Abaddon, and the Abyss. The deeds that he needed to trade for the knowledge he obtained for that book and just the, the excruciating detail that he wrote that book with, it was so abhorrent that academics or not... The other angels just banished him from heaven. Said They said, get the fuck out of here for writing that book. You never should have done that. And it was so, it was such a taxing project that he just kind of went insane. The Concordance of Rivals uh, represents the, the middle planes, the, the lawful neutral axis, the neutral boneyard, and the chaotic neutral maelstrom. And the Chronicle of Righteous would be the upper planes of Heaven, uh, Elysium, and Nirvana. So, okay, well, it'd be... I'll take those with me. Okay. I'm not going to... If you're telling me I have actual pages from the books that if I read them all, I'd have all knowledge, like, I'm not leaving those. Okay. And the content is so juicy that he got banned from Heaven. They were like, you can't write about that. Get out. I mean, I assume we don't have, like, we're not. It's like some North Korea shit, but it's heaven. Like, what? What's in there? How many pages is it? Like, it's like three, three or four pages. Oh, okay. Well, I'm still gonna take them with me, but do I have time to like read them over? Like, what are they talking about? Fucking, I don't know. It's it's literally just. I'll just pocket them. Yeah. yeah, Okay. Well, then I'll just pocket them for now. Right. Yeah. So uh, that'd probably be. a bit of a like a record scratch that you're just looking through this room in the scriptorium and you just find some pages copied out of a book containing all a third of all knowledge in existence yeah uh, you don't see that every day but yeah so that's uh that's everything you find in this room scroll of magic missile might come in useful uh but yeah no no healing none not even a little bit what do you guys do now um the lightest do you want to go check out what that scribbling sound was I look around this room with the smash glass and the no got us nowhere yeah let's head back I guess you sound so disappointed well you know these tasks they don't get any easier well that's why they're tasks alright so you uh, you go back to the uh, the copying room that had all the desks and you're opening the northern door no we're listening first just nope. to make sure it's still... No? We're just walking in and opening? 
I mean, we were told point, to we're go just in wasting here. And, time. Yeah, like okay. we were told to go in here and kill her, and we're like, oh well, let's. We have we have carte blanche to just bust through the shit. All right, let's send Viper in. <laughs> Unleash the bull. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Here's Vipera. So Thalias opens the door, and this long room has a narrow table with several comfortable-looking chairs around it. A few shelves contain pottery, serving dishes, and heavy books. Doors lead out from each direction, including several doors standing in the east wall. And sitting in two of these comfortable-looking chairs at this long table are two creatures. They look uh, pretty similar to the werewood that fell out of that closet when you guys first got here. Except uh, they each have uh, three sets of forearms with a hand at the end of each. And uh, they see you, and they stand... Three sets of forearms. Yeah, they see you, and... So, okay. They stand up, and everyone roll initiative. Okay, Rogar. Three. Yikes. Thalias. Five. Wow, Vipira. Six. What's your modifier? Three. Okay. Uhtred. Sixteen. Say it. Say Uhtred goes first. It's the only time we're going to hear in the whole campaign. I, exactly. You're not wrong. Who wants Matt. to savor it? <laughs> in fact, you're so not wrong, you're 100% right. Uhtred, you are up first. So you open this door and these two uh, six-armed people, they're like sitting at this table. Clearly, they're like writing stuff down on papers and they see you guys enter and they stand up ready to fight all right well you know what enough dilly-dallying let's do something this week and uh i'm gonna run up to blue as my move action and then i'll uh come down with a really sweeping overhand scimitar shot okay these guys are flat-footed yeah and, and i i feel a bigly roll coming incorrect i don't know why i thought an attack i would feel a big <laughs> Uh, it's a 10. 10's not going to do it. I will add that uh, these creatures are like halfling sized, just for a uh, point of reference. And Uhtred, you swing your scimitar, and this guy does not. He looks like he's he's just like, uh, uh, he's a flat foot. He's not uh, ready to defend himself. But uh, maybe you, uh, you, you overextend yourself and uh, swing right above his head. He swings expecting, like, he swings where he thinks it's going to dodge and it just doesn't move. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so the, we're going to go with the Red Scrivener first, the Red Scribe, and uh, he's going to fire at Uhtred with a heavy crossbow. What a jerk. Oh, I know. Oh, that's a natural 19. That's a critical threat. You heard you calling him a jerk? I guess so. Uh, that's a 7 to confirm. That will not confirm. You take 8 points of damage. The other scribe is going to provoke an attack of opportunity from Uhtred uh, by taking out what looks like a little potion to drink. I will uh, definitely take that attack of opportunity on him. So it's a, ni- a 19 to hit. 19 hits. Okay. He takes three damage. Okay. And uh, so with that, he will finish drinking that potion, whatever it was. And he's going to take a five foot step. And end his turn. Vipira. Uh, Vipira rushes over. Okay. Uh, and that movement's gonna provoke. You could acrobatics. Uh, yeah, I'll acrobatics through it. Okay. 
I always scribe things with a sword in my hand. Uh, actually, so like you you, that, you bring that that is true. You bring that up, and uh, all six of their hands are like occupied. It's almost like uh, like they can like ratchet like like which which hand uh, they're going to like do something with. Is that what that awful sound was? It was them just cycling through implements that they can use for all kinds of cool shit. Yeah. So in a couple of their hands, you like you can still see the ink pen that he was holding to do his writing. Ten. Ten will not hit. Oh wait, that's your acrobatics. No, 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 acrobatics. Yeah. Uh, so that's gonna provoke. Okay. Yeah, that's a twelve to hit. Oh, does not. Hold hit. on, I forgot about that thing he drank. So that's a thirty-two to hit. What? Uh, it was a what? You were, Potion you were of gonna try? Strike. Yeah. <laughs> Good thing we didn't peek, guys. <laughs> there must be a, a twenty lying around here somewhere. <laughs> yeah, he drank a potion of yeah. I'd say strike. A, you know, okay, twelve yeah. and thirty-two are easily misconstrued. Well, when you forget to add in the twenty for the true strike that he just drank. But that doesn't count as like a critical, right? No, the same Pathfinder Second Edition. Yeah. <laughs> Viper, you take four points of damage from his short sword. That's fine. And Claw, Ooh, baby, does a twenty-six hit? Twenty-six does hit. <clears throat> uh, for sixteen damage. Wow. Okay. That includes the flank. You get him pretty good. He's still up though, and it's Thalias's turn. I gotta use what I got, and what I got is a big honking shovel. Let's go. Oh, Joe refuses to make a character with a uh, like a traditional <laughs> weapon. Right. It sounds like you're saying shuffling books aren't traditional <laughs> weapons, and that offends me. So I'm sorry. I'm gonna don't forget shields. Put, and shields. <laughs> that's right. <Yeah. laughs> Jesus, Nick. Prove his point anymore. <laughs> Anyways, I shovel the smirk off this fucking six-armed dude's face. Twenty-two. Twenty-two will hit. Ah, only six damage. I feel wimpy now compared to all these other guys popping off. I mean, I know I'm tanky and I do paladin stuff, but... Oh, it might help you out uh, feeling powerful when uh, this dude just crumples under oh. the force of your shovel. <laughs> oh, that, that did the trick. Thank you, Alex. <laughs> You're welcome. Okay, uh, up next is Rogar. Okay, Rogar is going to walk up to stand in the doorway and take a shot at the red guy, who's uh, the only guy left now. Okay. Uh, that's a 14 to hit. 14 will hit. Oh, and he takes uh, 13 damage from the blast. Yikes. All right, still up, and it's his turn. Oh, no, you skipped over Nick. It's true, I was the first to act. All right, uh, so Uhtred, it's your turn. All right, I guess I'll move on up. And uh, swing the scimitar at him. That's a 21. 21 will hit. And that'll be six damage. All right. Take a big chunk out of him. All right. He's going to take a five-foot step around the table. He's going to take out like a metal bottle. And he opens it. And this bolt of lightning shoots out at Rogyar. Yeah. (laughs) I thought you were safe over there minding your own business. Fucking lightning in a bottle. Guess again. That's a 15 versus your touch AC. Oh, yeah, that hits. I was expecting a reflex save or something. It's just boop. <laughs> uh, there is a reflex save involved. Go ahead and give that to me. Nice. That's Why a do 23. I... <laughs> so you guys all hear this uh, peal of thunder as the bolt of lightning 
uh, strikes Rogiar. Rogiar, you take seven points of electricity damage. Uh, but with your uh, reflex save, you negate the extra point of sonic damage that you would have taken. Oh, yay. <laughs> <laughs> and it's Vipira's turn. Vipira hops into this side of the table. And, like, she looks at Uhtred. Uhtred! Like, and kind of, like, eyeballs over uh, to the opposite side. Uh, so that way, you know, he could be flanking with her. Mm-hmm. And uh, she is gonna take her attack. Oh, natural uh, twenty. <laughs> Twenty-four to uh, confirm. That'll this confirm. Got, like, that's a crit card. All right, slashing that one. So this is called knockback. This is not what you want. No. <laughs> Uh, double damage, so like the actual crit damage, and the target is pushed 1d6 squares directly away from you. <laughs> oh. Alright, so what's your All double right. damage? 15. Alright, uh, well that will be enough to utterly obliterate him. He gets knocked back uh, by the force of Vipira's uh, slash, and like in midair, like right here is some kind of like anime samurai. He just like splits into all these different pieces before he falls on the on the oh, ground. Nice. Uh, Vipera looks back at Uhtred like, never mind. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What, all right. What cool story? things do these guys have on them? Because if they had that stuff, I'm certain they had more. Yeah. Where's our life juice? <laughs> <laughs> Times six. Uh, so they each had two of those metal bottles, but there are now only three left. Yeah, you're not sure what these things are, but I mean, you saw one in action. Uh, he he opened the thing, and a bolt of <laughs> lightning came out, like as like where he was pointing. Uh, you also find on these things uh, they each have a suit of leather armor. They each have a heavy crossbow uh, and a short sword, uh, but these are sized for small creatures. And they each have a book on them. You open it up, it almost it almost looks like a spell book, but you know, Uhtred, you're kind of thumbing through th- these things, and uh, it's not really speaking to you as a spell book. Uh, it's possible that these guys are alchemists or some parallel class to alchemists. Okay. Do I sense? Do I detect magic and see if there's any like magical inks? You detect magic, and you are picking up a magical aura. And uh, it's coming from one of the books on a bookshelf in the room. Okay, I'll do a spellcraft on that for the 21. Uh, well, this does look like a spell book. Ooh, do tell, do tell. Do you have the read magic spell prepared? Nope, I do not. Okay, uh, then why don't you give me three more spellcraft checks? 27, 18, and 22. Damn. Okay, so you're able to identify every spell in the spellbook. Uh, you find Alarm, Erase, Featherfall, Glitter Dust, Gust of Wind, Jump, Lightning Bolt, Mount, Sea Invisibility, Shield, Shocking Grasp, Sleep, Summon Swarm, and Web. Are you telling me Uchu just got all those spells? Because you can, like... No. No. I thought I mean, you could, you, uh, you would have to copy them into your spellbook. Like, right, right. Like, you can take somebody else's spellbook and the spells that are in it, I can, like, copy into mine, right? 
Yeah. As long as they're on the Mega spell list, yeah. 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 I well, mean, there was a bunch on that that water. You can, I mean, you can technically, for like, prepare spells out of either of these spell, either this spellbook or your spellbook. Yeah, yeah, but I think Uchi's the type of guy that would want that all tidied up into one eventually. And that's fine. Uh, but in the, yeah, in the meantime, yeah, you've got all these additional spells that are just written out nice and neat as a spellbook for you. All right, cool. Uh, so, spellbook, where's the life juice? Yeah. Still no life juice. As far as other valuables in this room, you do find some silverware. It is very nice. It's worth a total of 300 gold. Uh, we haven't gotten to loot anything this entire campaign, so let's take that. Yeah, if it's oh, not nailed I... down, we're taking it. And when you guys are uh, like looting these uh, these werewoods, you take a look at their uh, their extra forearms. You can see that they're clearly not supposed to be like a part of these werewoods. Like it was very, very. They're very obviously attached, like clumsily and recently. This does not make Thelias happy. Are you saying that someone's trying to up their productivity by mutilating them with additional implements? It's well, the the extra arms, like they still look like werewood arms. So it looks like there are some other werewoods somewhere, like missing these arms uh, at the expense of these werewoods having six arms. It stinks of evil in here. All right, not cool. I'm writing that down in my shit list. So as far as uh, where you want to go now, there is this door to the north, and then there is a door on the northwestern side of the room, and then there are five doors lining the eastern wall. So what do you guys do? Uh, yeah, the Elias is going to use this um, super pathfinder ear to door skill <laughs> every one of them give me a per- yeah. give me a perception check i'll roll it uh 7 times and we'll take the best result just give me one please <laughs> 16 all right so you hold your ear up to each of these five doors on the eastern side of the room and you don't hear anything uh on the other side of the doors okay that seems like a good thing actually i i think we don't want to hear stuff so, do you guys want to open a door where there we didn't hear anything? See what's in there? Well, did, Like this first one? Did he hear anything at the other doors? Maybe they're all quiet. And why are these oh, doors yeah. smaller? What about the other ones? Why are these ones like half yeah. the size on the east side of the room? Oh, they're smaller looking doors. Smaller as in like they're lower? Like oh, they're not as high, they're not as wide. It's like the difference between the front door of a house and the bathroom door in a house. Are these stalls? Are these just bathroom <laughs> stalls? They they are doors. They're lined they up kind of just... like them. Uh, Vipera looks in one. So you open the door and it has a single bed uh, neatly disassembled and stored behind the armoire in a case. And it's uh, it's got the armoire, it's got a functional cloth, it's got functional clothing and a desk with personal effects. It looks like it might be might have been like the personal chambers of one of these scribes. Since it's empty, uh, Uchra's just gonna go down the line, start opening doors. Yep, Viper is absolutely with that. I'll uh, I'll go down, you go up. I'll get the bottom two, you get the top two. Yeah, the wise, cool. you come with me. Okay, I was thinking about snooping in each of these. I you're saying you're opening snooping. them and then. <laughs> all right, I'll I'll maintain with Vipera. They all appear to be personal chambers they are all empty they all have 
roughly the same accommodations. I'll uh, detect magic in each room. I go open up the door into. None of them have any magical auras. Two scribes, six forearms, five rooms. I guess. Well, this this isn't what we were looking for. Let's let's get moving towards that tower. We gotta. We have a job to do. All right. Well, how about we try the door on the left this time? Yes, my thoughts exactly. As I move away from the north door and go to the left door. Uh, before anybody time has time to really listen up, Viper just opens it. Oh, what is Thalias doing? Up, oh, listening. That's my thing. <laughs> I go up to these doors and I listen. <laughs> Gotta get a door to the face. Well, when Viper, you know, stomps her foot and makes a charging motion, I get the hell out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Vipera opens the door and you see a kitchen with a wood-burning stove, a sink, a small pantry with shelves holding dried foodstuffs. It's tidy but dusty. It doesn't look like it's been used in some time. I look for foodstuffs. Yeah. Oh, foodstuffs. I look for healing stuff while we're looking yeah, for foodstuffs. Yeah, I throw out a detect magic. There's no magical auras. But there's food aura. Yep. So yeah, uh, I mean, there's dried foodstuffs. Are you guys, like, taking an inventory of this room? I'm taking any food that's in here. Oh yeah, Viper would put it in my backpack. For that. Yeah, you're just emptying this room. You're just gutting it for like ten minutes. Uh, I mean, it depends on how much how much foodstuffs are we talking. You just said foodstuffs. Like, you also is said it like dusty, shelves like, and shelves of it, or is it just like you know a few rations? You find eight days worth of rations in dry foodstuffs. <laughs> Perfect. Oh my god. Yeah. So oh, yeah, uh, that that all goes in my backpack. And if you need any help, Thalias' backpack, because I'm the uh, resident mule here. I can still take quite a bit. Like, I'm definitely into a medium load now, but I'm a, as a dwarf, that doesn't bother me at all. Perfect. All right, what do you guys do now? Let's keep opening doors. We're having big yeah. success. Vipira, uh, I assume that's one off to the north. Yeah, and that is towards the tower, so let's get in there. Yeah, Vipira moves north. I uh I go to put my ear up to it and then have a moment of clarity and uh, I just sort of gesture for Vipira to bull rush through. Okay, Vipira opens the door and a round table dominates the north end of this large room with many mismatched wooden chairs around it. Stacks of handwritten notes, books, and dice in various denominations litter the stained wood. More than a dozen doors exit from this room most of them identical, narrow wooden doors to the north and east. And at that large wooden table, you see two creatures, and they look like werewoods that are missing their forearms. And they look over at you. (laughs) Open and shut case there. They look over at you and stand up, and everybody roll initiative next week on the Inspired Incompetence Podcast. See ya. Same cliffhanger, two weeks in a row. See ya. See ya. See ya. See ya.